the Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox. G'day viewers and listeners, it's Ed Fox back with another amazing episode of Nashville 2. You know what? We're telling Middle Tennessee stories, Nashville2.com. If you know somebody that should be on the show, somebody that's got a great story to tell, get them in contact with me. Have them register at Nashville2.com. If you want to be on the show and you've got a story to tell, I'd love to have you on the show, Nashville2.com. We basically record the video and the audio, put it out on all the podcast platforms, put it out on the video platforms, and we have a blast. And today I'm so excited. Uh, I met this young lady through a networking group called Business Area Network, a uh, Business Ambassador Networking Group that meets at um, where do they meet? It's at Churchill Mortgage on Thursday mornings at like seven thirty on Mallory Lane. So there you go. So look at that. I was able to pull it from the memory. Um, Courtney Shand is a. I love this line. Courtney is a trauma-informed dietitian folks i don't know what that means but we're going to find out today <laughs> oh that sounded really australian didn't it courtney i, I, need yeah, to throw I love crikey. it okay crikey crikey we've got courtney here anyway courtney welcome <laughs> to the show thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be here all my favorite words excited okay so courtney are you from middle tennessee originally uh, I was born and raised in Chattanooga. I've bounced all over Tennessee for schooling and stuff, but I've, I've always been in Tennessee. Okay, well, awesome. Yeah. And so yeah. what brought you up to Nashville? Yeah, um, honestly, it was one of those moves no, that didn't... Huh? You said honestly. I, I love it oh. when people say honestly. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are, you, what are you doing the other the rest of the time? <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. I apologize. That's okay. It was just one of those moves that didn't have a reason. It just felt right. And so I did it. And the rest is history. I've been here for about nine years and um, I love it. Nashville is just such a fun city. So. so which area of the Nashville or of the middle Tennessee, Nashville, Metro, greater Nashville, whatever you want to call it, where are you, where are you at? Yeah. Kind of in the Brentwood area. Okay. Kind of okay. Brentwood, Antioch area, Cane Ridge. Sure. I'm yeah, familiar. I go, you know, southeast favorite, of the city. Yeah, my favorite place in Brentwood, if I want a quick bite to eat, is Tacos for Life, right there okay. off of uh, Executive Center. There's a Just Love Coffee, so I'm either <laughs> at Just Love Coffee in Brentwood or Tacos for Life, which is right next door to it. Or you know, you sneak across the road and go, what is it? The Puffy Muffin? Is that what uh -huh. it's called? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Rio's. I'll have to try the taco place. Yeah, yeah. Got to try Tacos for Life. Um, my friend uh, at the time of recording is it's owned by uh, Whitney Cash and I think her husband and maybe brother. I'm not I'm not sure who all's involved, but um, uh, I love going there. It's a great place to meet and do one on ones and, you know, a couple of great tacos. I, I'm partial to the fish tacos, I will have to say, mm -hmm. but fish or shrimp. But anyway, they're good. Sorry. So, Courtney, you're in Brentwood. Yes. So tell me a little bit about who is Courtney and what do you do? Yeah. Um, well, I have been, um, I love studying people. I think people are fascinating. The way that we do things, how we interact, why we do those things. I've just always had a knack for that or just an interest rather. Um, and so that kind of led me into my career path as a dietitian. Um, I bring a lot of that insight as to why we do things into my work as a dietitian, which is why I am a trauma-informed dietitian, because everyone has a story. And just like we all have to eat, we all have a story. And if that's not properly digested, then it can really cause 
um, certain disease manifestations um, in our body, both physiologically, but also in our, our heart and soul. Um, we have to be able to kind of process those things as well. And a lot of times we just don't. So we have these outstanding issues, I'll call them. People know what their issue is, um, but they don't necessarily know how to move forward with it. And so I love bringing some compassion to that and help them tell their story in a way that does honor them. I just I just realized from what you said that I've got to connect you with Jamie Lee, who does, I think it's called a body in repair. She does a virtual health market, uh, oh. health uh, fair, a, a virtual okay. health fair. So I'll connect you two. And then the other one is Marie Quinn, who has Q-Up style. Do you know Marie at all? No. Okay. Might be another good connection. I love the fact that you use big coffee cups, although mine's, mine's bigger. So, <laughs> I think yours is a little bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, so I have another podcast that I do with my friend called The Wake Up Call with Ed and Paul. And he's always mad that I don't use my cup. I said, I'm keeping it in mint condition. So it's going to be a collector's item. Yeah. Just, just, you know. <laughs> Um, okay. So, yeah. So remind me if I forget to connect you with those uh, ladies, cause they're awesome. I think you guys, so yeah. how, how did, you know, here's this guy that used to be 325 pounds, diabetic, you know, that was me. Uh, wow. I love sugar, you know, who doesn't love sugar, but I love sugar, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't really work if you're a type two diabetic or a type one, I guess. I don't know. I'm not type one. I'm type two. So people that are out there listening to, to us, what do they need to know about what a dietitian actually is? Because it sounds like somebody is going to make me eat a lot of salads. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used to joke in grad school that I was not the most popular person in the hospital. Usually if you got a visit from me, you were getting like a good finger wag of right. stop want, eating this. Stop stop eating. I don't want, I don't want seaweed. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. What a dietitian actually does is helps you figure out what your body's needing in order to move from a state of dis-ease or discomfort into greater vitality. My body needs donuts. That's what it needs. It needs donuts. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because a lot of times we joke about things that are more indulgent and yet no one really knows how to handle them in a way that that does support their long-term goals. I don't, exclude anything. Um, if that's something that's significant for you, what I really want is to empower my clients to, to make choices that are, um, good for them as a whole. And a lot of times we do have some social connection around food, um, and a lot of nostalgia, a lot of times. It it is funny because I will go to meetings and I'll have like three lunch meetings and it used to Mm -hmm. be you eat three lunches, right? You know, uh, that's how I got to 325 pounds. (laughs) And then I realized I, and when you try and tell people, Oh, look, I've got two more meetings today and I'm eating at one of those. So I'm, I'm not really eating. I'm just have a hot cup of tea or a cup of coffee. You know, that'll be good glass of water. They don't like the fact that they're eating and you're not. So then I turned it into, you know, a light snack here, a light snack there, a light snack there. And that really helped. But I I think so much is tied up with the breaking of bread between two individuals or two groups, right? Or a group um, that, that makes it important. But I also find that when I listen to my body, there'll be stages where my body wants eggs. I don't know why it wants eggs. It wants eggs. And then another time it wanted lettuce. Like I'm eating lettuce and celery and carrots. And I have no idea. I have no idea why my body wants that. You probably have an idea of why your body wants that. 
I do. <laughs> I do. But um, really what I what I want is to encourage people to understand how to listen to that instead of talking themselves out of those things. A lot of times we have this whole emotional roller coaster that we put ourselves on when we behave a certain way or we don't. And the reality is, is it can be a lot simpler if we can get underneath all of those emotional stories that we tell ourselves. Um, so whether your body's craving lettuce or, or donuts or soup or whatever, um, there's lots of different theories involved with that. But the one that I really focus in on is letting people, giving people the tools and the understanding that they need to understand themselves uh, in a way that's non-judgmental so that they can actually get more of what they need and really create that experience of trusting themselves around food to make good decisions, whether that is the donuts or just a cup of coffee. Um, a lot of times the soft skills is what's missing for us of how to navigate those social situations and still feel really empowered, but also connected with other people. Even if I'm choosing to not eat right now, cause I'm having lunch two more times after this. Right. So very common experience for sure. Yeah. And so at church at Sunday school, they have this table outside of the, down the hall where they put all the bread products and all the, all mm -hmm. the donuts and all the pastries and stuff. And I'm like, walking by, walking <laughs> by, walking by. And then a guy comes into our Sunday school that's bought. Uh, he says, oh, you got to help me eat these. I'm learning to say, no, no, I don't. No. Wow. Fuck out what you don't want to eat, you know, because that's it's probably, you know, moments on the lips, forever on the hips. I think used to be that old saying. Um, but so do you have a favorite comfort food that that you go to when you need comfort food? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say as far as comfort goes. And it doesn't have to be a lot. That's the other thing I'm learning too, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be, oh, yeah, I'll get a dozen donuts. No, I'll just go to Krispy Kreme and get one. Mm -hmm. My wife says, you can't just get one. I think, which is reverse psychology, because I can go there and get just one. One dozen. <laughs> anyway, but sorry, back back to the point. Yeah. Do, you have a, f a favorite food that you associate with, like, you know, I have a grandparent that used to uh -huh. make a certain thing that I, I love, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense over here. I go with Vegemite, you know, nobody, nobody in America wants to eat Vegemite. So um, Vegemite on toast. Yeah, you, we should try it sometime because if yeah. you eat it properly, it's good. But most Americans put it on like peanut butter. That'll kill an Aussie, you know, so uh, they put it on too thick. It's very thin. So comfort food for you? Yeah. Uh, well, I'd say my favorite food is nachos for sure. Very okay. much a nostalgia for me and just a good like. Mm, a simple um, cheese nacho or like loaded nachos with beef and onion and peppers. And I mean, I'm I'm an equal opportunist when it comes to nachos, <laughs> but I my like growing up story is the nachos with chili and cheese and you know just the basics that's what we would eat after church on sunday and so that's kind of like a comforting thing for me um but i find that when i am with those particular types of foods it's not necessarily that i'm needing the comfort anymore i've found some other ways to support myself in those moments so i oh. can have what i want and not like you said have one instead of one dozen, dozen. um <laughs> it it's not off limits anymore right. so Right. I, I, and I think that's been a big change, maybe in my perception of what dietitians and nutritionalists and, and those sort of people, it always used to be, you know, no, 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 no. And now it's everything in moderation, right? You know, within reason, mm -hmm. right? 
in mm-hmm. moderation. So, Courtney, what did it? What is it you do, and how do people work with you? Yeah, I I bring a lot, like I said, of the emotional skills that are often underdeveloped that keep us kind of uh, externally motivated. I bring all of those inside so that you feel really empowered about your decisions and knowing how and what to say. Um, in those situations so that you don't feel um, the discomfort. I mean, there's going to be some discomfort to tell someone no, but you still feel very um, in charge of your choices. You're moving in the direction that feels good for you and you're you're advocating for yourself. So a lot of the skills that I bring are more <clears throat> emotional or relationship processing um, into the nutrition space. So it's less about knowing what to eat and more about how to eat, why you're doing it, what you're wanting from it, so that you can, again, feel really confident about what you're doing, but also so you create this feedback loop of being in charge of your life and creating this really nourishing experience in any area, whether it's how you connect with people, uh, feeling good about your own body, and really letting yourself move forward into that expression of health and vitality that a lot of people are looking for. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of us out there that have a out of balance um, relationship with food. (laughs) I continue to be one of those people, but I'm working against it. I I heard I'm a big dad joker, right? So I heard one the other day, I finally found a diet plan that uh, really works. It's called the price of food. That's that's the (laughs) diet plan that really works. And that, that is true. Um, you know, I, I think it used to be dietitian. It's all about diets. It's not about diet. It's about your diet, not Mm -hmm. dieting. Right. I mean, that's, that's really, so, so what kind of people do you work with? I mean, how do you find clients or how do they find you? Yeah. Well, at this point, it's mostly word of mouth. I have a good social media presence and that's where a lot of people find my work too. I try to put a lot of free content out to give you some perspective shifts. And if those work, then you'll definitely like the other information that I have to offer. But I find that my clients tend to be, uh, I work with a lot of women. I do work with men too, but my this model that I use is more of an intuitive eating model and it works really well for women who are deep feelers. They're deep in their feels a lot, uh, very emotionally centered, very relational in nature. And they tend to struggle with um, how they see themselves, their body image, but also the emotional eating, very tangible um, challenges around feeling in charge of how they're behaving, especially when they've got so many things on their plate that are coming at them all the time. So I bring a lot of that an unintentional pun so many things on their plate yeah it was very good a lot of my work has puns involved and I love it I'm a I love a good pun I like I love a good dad joke they make me laugh every time so (laughs) um but yeah we get busy and especially as women there's lots of things that are always coming at us or needing our attention and being able to uh, create some space for yourself to process those emotions so that they're not just stacking up on top of each other. And then they create a real problem usually that is a eruption, if you will, of the emotional eating piece that they feel out of control. And it's kind of a downward spiral from there. So I right. prop them up and help them with that. Because we see that all the time. I look at, I, I remember my mom, she did everything for everyone, huge giver. She couldn't say no to anybody, would always be 
giving, giving, giving. And now in my later years, I relate that to caregivers. I talk to a lot of guys that, uh, that deal with caregivers Mm -hmm. and it's that same issue, right? There's so much, the caregiver dies before the person that they're giving the care to because they wear themselves out. So I think there's Mm -hmm. some correlation there that relates with also Mm -hmm. the way if they don't take time for themselves, if they don't solve some of their own challenges or, or things that are important to them or the way that they deal with food you know before it's it to me i always relate it to the uh the air uh, mask dropping from Mm -hmm. the ceiling right you've got to put your mask on before you can help anybody else in the aircraft put their masks on not that i've ever had to put a mask on like that but see hopefully never (laughs) that's right hopefully never but cpap kind of counts like that although there's a lot of ways they deal with that these days I, I, my brain just like goes off on different tangents. I just can't help myself. It's just the way it it, it goes, you know. You know where dads keep their dad jokes is in a database. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, I, I don't know if I I was actually telling Nick and Gary the other day. I've got a different background here. I'm I'm getting this uh, figurine built in uh, China, and it's a I forgot it though. I've got the model. I've got this first one. And it, it's now it's got a button there and you press the button and it will tell you 101 dad jokes in order. So, Stop. yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, so I'm getting a thousand of these made for whatever. I don't know. I've got my qualifications right there, you know, fully qualified. <laughs> Folks, if you want to see what I'm talking about and pointing at, I've got a Zoom background with my little uh, special ed figurine. He's quality. Uh, I say I'm not a stand-up comedian. I'd rather be a sit-down comedian because I'm lazy. So uh, anyway, so be. if you ever need a pitch man or somebody to do a voiceover for you, I'm your guy because uh, the Australian accent sort of breaks through. As a business owner, it can be tiring paying cash for everything you need. Well, there's a better way. Introducing Trade Bank of Nashville. Our bartering service lets you exchange goods and services without the need for cash transactions. Trade Bank helps businesses like yours reduce expenses, bring in new business, and keep your cash where you need it most. Find out more and join our barter network today. Start getting what you need without paying cash because sometimes barter is just smarter. Apply today at nashville.tradebank.com. I was at a Panera the other day. I was being very good. I buy their sip cup and I go in and I have a, an iced tea or a iced coffee. Mm-hmm. And my my accent and my volume breaks through because everybody else is listening to American accents and this Australian accent come. This uh, young lady came up to me and she goes, can you, I'm, I'm trying to study. Can, can you take it down? Just just a notch, Can like just a little bit. I said, yeah, I I, I get it. I understand. Here's the deal. I'm the only Australian accent around. You're going to hear me even if I'm whispering because it breaks through the clutter. Yeah. So I'm wearing my headphones, but you're like, I said, it's not the loudness. It's the uniqueness. Anyway, she went away and and the person I was having, she goes, does that happen to you a lot? I said, yeah, it happens to me all the time. So now I try and face an area in a restaurant that isn't because normally people will hear me and they will jump into the conversation, like even from two tables away, which I love. But my guests are normally like, what, what are they doing? I'm like, can't help it. So so the accent and everything gets in the way. Sort of like some of the challenge, trying to bring it back to you, some of the challenges that we face with food. You know, when you're faced with that table of all the sweets and all the goodies, are there any tips or tricks? Not tricks or tips, I guess, or tips. 
that you give people that maybe we can throw out there that people mm -hmm. haven't heard before to deal with some of that issue? How do you say no politely? Because we were always taught if they wanted to give you something, take it mm -hmm. in sales. You know, if somebody offers you a glass of water, you take the glass of water. Mm -hmm. Well, I've had uh, somebody gave me some, what was it? Uh, I can't even remember, but it's something I do not like the, the taste of or whatever it was. And I just, I just held it. I gave it a little nibble and just left it at that. And that was it. And then I walked out, hopped in my car and it went down in the trash bag. Yeah. So yeah. any tips or tricks that you have for people dealing with stuff where, you know, maybe they work in an environment where they're offered food all the time. They don't even really want it, but they feel like they have to take it because it's what we're taught. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so much there because it does, we have to kind of untangle that whole big ball of yarn um, so that you can feel comfortable saying, oh, no, thanks. I don't really want that. Or, you know, just take it with you and, and dispose of it later or give it to someone else that will enjoy it. The tip that I find the most helpful is in those situations, if you can, I do a lot of work that's body based. And I think that's kind of what makes me more of the trauma informed piece is we often have this kind of like anxiety that rises up in that situation because we don't know how to handle it. We don't want to hurt their feelings and we just get in our head about it. And so something that I'd give to clients a lot of times is to just take a breath into your belly and really focus on consuming metaphor there again, or <laughs> pun again, um, consuming what you're around, be in the environment and really be across from who you're across from. Imagine that that's part of the meal that you are taking in. Then food just becomes one aspect of it instead of this kind of like hyper-focused thing. We now have our blinders removed a little bit. And when you can see a bigger picture like that, you take in more sensory and you're actually going to feel satisfied earlier. Most of the time when we overeat or we anxiously eat in those social situations, I would venture to say, based on talking with thousands of people at this point in my career, that you don't actually taste what you're eating you're just kind of like eating and talking and doing the things. But if you were to really sit across from someone and hear what they're saying and then put a bite in your mouth and actually taste what you're doing, sometimes those mindful moments can be really helpful in navigating those situations in a way that does feel good for you and that you can say, actually, I'm, I'm kind of full right now. I'm not going to keep eating this. I'm going to take it with me or whatever logical next step you want to make. Yeah. I think that's great advice. The other thing I like to do is if I'm sitting at a long table, like at networking events with everybody eating and the appetizers come by, you just keep passing them down the road. Like you don't let them stop in front of you. Because if a plate of nachos ends up right in front of me or chips and dip, I'm going to eat the heck out of that stuff. Game over. Because I'm going to be talking to you, Courtney. It used to yep. be um, bag of peanut M&Ms when COVID first started and I was doing like 40 zoom meetings a week you know oh the bag of peanut m&ms were just over there and i put on 20 pounds and i'm sure it was all peanut m&ms um and then i just refused to have them anywhere near my office i just mm -hmm. if i want a couple of peanut m&ms that's okay go out and grab a handful and then come back in but that's mm -hmm. also when i'm you know my snacking time is when i'm watching tv at night when my wife mm -hmm. gets off work mm -hmm. I'm sure i'm not the only one of seven billion people that probably or you know most of them don't have tvs but for the ones that do you know in yeah. the western world i'm sure we all snack 
those that watch TV shows tend to snack more if the food is near us. If the food yeah. is in the kitchen and you go in, you take a few chips and put it in a little bowl and the little bowl being... Anyway, so we know mm -hmm. all this stuff. Sometimes we just don't want to do it. We mm -hmm. want the big bag of ruffles, the family size. And the kids used to eat them all before we ever got them. So now we're just going to eat them ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would save yourself a trip that way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Like just, you know, so why we always go round and round the parking lot at the mall trying to find the closest parking spot when we probably need the walk because you're going to go in there and you're going to have a Chick-fil-A sandwich unless it's, yeah. you know, uh, a thousand calories or whatever it is, you know, and then a sweet tea, another thousand calories, you know, whatever. So we yeah. need to park at the other end of the mall, walk the 40 miles into the mall, and then you'd be able to not feel guilty about having some dipping Dots or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really managing guilt. That's a huge part of what I do. So that's a great point. Yeah. I lay it on everybody else. I'm not going to take the... <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so say no did... to that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, you misunderstood my hidden gems theory. Okay. So oh. we talk about three hidden gems that okay. you love around Middle Tennessee. Yes. So things that... You, you might live in Franklin or Brentwood and somebody else lives up in Hendersonville and they're coming down to Brentwood and they don't know where to go, where to eat, where to go for music or where to go for a walk or a hike. Or So do you have hidden gems, things that you love to do around the Nashville, uh, Middle Tennessee area? What would be yes. your number one thing? Yes. Oh, Cheekwood. I am a huge fan of Cheekwood, the botanical gardens. Um I don't know if you've been, but they do such a great job on Thursday nights during the summer. They have live music and food trucks and you can walk around the gardens. You can pack your own picnic, um, get a bevy if you want. There's lots of things to do. It's pretty family friendly, but that's one that is stunning. It's kind of tucked away in Nashville. Okay. So that would be my number one. You said bevy. Did you mean, is that beverage? Like an adult beverage, yeah. Ah, a bevy. See, it's very Australian the way you said that is you we shorten everything, right? So <laughs> bevy, I mean, I, I figured I knew what it was, like a, a beverage of adult, you know, level. So uh thank you for that. That that was great. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm hipping with it these days. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and spell that for me. Is it cheekwood? Chickwood. Oh, cheekwood, C H E E K W O O D. There'll be a test later. I know I'm not good at spelling out loud. Spelling bees were rough for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So Cheekwood, number one, hidden gem. Number two. Yeah. Oh, number two. I love the courtyard in the middle of the library downtown in Nashville. Most people don't know there's a courtyard there, but um, there is a little courtyard in the very middle of the building. And there's the a hotel, fountain. Folks. Courtyard. Oh, you don't mean the hotel. No, the library downtown in Nashville on Church Street. Um, it was an attempt there. It wasn't very funny, but that's okay. Sometimes oh. just for yourself. Uh, there's a hotel gotcha. called the Courtyard. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Courtyard in the library downtown in Nashville. Yeah. So like, is it open air or is it? Oh, okay. So like yeah. the building is built around this Courtyard, let's say, for what yeah. lack of a better term. And you can, can you take books out there and sit there and read or? Um, yeah, I think if you check your books out, you can take them out there. Um, okay. and then you can pack, pack a little picnic. There's a fountain, there's some trees out there. It's just a nice, relaxing little gym. Oh, wow. Sometimes I take myself out there just to read and have some peace in the middle of downtown. You'd never know. They validate parking. It's such a great experience. 
Okay, well, I'm going to go check that out. I'm a bookaholic. I love books. Ah, yes. Yeah. I love the library. I think it's just such a beautiful building too. Mm -hmm. Okay, so number three? Number three. Ooh, number three. Nothing food related so far. I know. I know. It's funny. I, I don't get out. I, well, I love to cook. So that's, it's easier for me just to eat at home. Um, number three, I would say, gosh, any of the food trucks around here, it's hard to even choose. Um, yeah, I can't even choose which one's my favorite, but like I said, at Cheekwood, they bring a lot of different food trucks in. So I try different ones each time I go. So, um, any of those would be is there one? There's a barbecue one I had the other day. Hogwood, maybe something like that. Ooh, it was. Really I love good. barbecue. Yeah. They, it was at a ribbon cutting, and and the company that was doing the ribbon cutting brought them out. Like it was delicious. So, um, that is cool. So, how do people find you, Courtney? Yeah. yeah. Um. You can find me on social media, Courtney underscore Shand across the board: Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, all the things. Uh, Facebook or CourtneyShand.com is so one all of, of those would be listed on CourtneyShand.com, right? Yeah. And yep. that's Shand yep. with an S-C-H-A-N-D. Yes. Which I S totally would have screwed up if you hadn't told me how to pronounce it. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Courtney, Courtney is the traditional spelling S-C-H-A-N-D.com. Uh, exactly. There we go. So, and those will all be in the show notes, folks. So, you, you know, if you're driving along your car, you don't have to worry about it now. You can go log on to your favorite podcast site and that'll have all the information. Uh, let me just see anything else that we didn't cover. Um, vibrant, holistic health. That's exciting. And um, guys, if you're struggling, what would be a good 30 second pitch for you? A good commercial? Hmm. Um, I would say if you are struggling to feel in charge of what you're eating and know how to do that, a lot of times people feel um, unsure of how they're supposed to eat for their body to feel its best. And that's really where I come in and support you in that process, figuring out logistically what that looks like, but also on an internal level so that you can feel the way that you want around food and it's not going to break the bank right it's not going to cost them an arm and a leg maybe an arm but not an arm and a leg <laughs> so, uh, check with courtney I, I don't know what you do but reach out to her i mean i don't know what you do when it comes to pricing and stuff it's yeah clarification um reach out to courtney got some great skills so a lot of stuff that you guys can get help with because the sooner we develop the right relationship with food, the sooner we can go on and deal with other challenges in our life that, you know, we are prioritizing incorrectly, <laughs> right? we got to prioritize yes. that stuff and, and make sure we get it taken care of. Courtney, yeah. thanks so much for being on the show. You're welcome. I just wanted to say one thing. People who are in the Tennessee area, I'm licensed in Tennessee, which means that if you do need a dietitian session, um, you can bill that through your insurance. I don't do insurance payments, but you can super bill that um, or HSA qualifies for that in right. the state. So yeah, HSA, FSA, whatever those things are that you, they can pay you with. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Nutrition awesome. is one of those qualified services. Great. Hey, Courtney, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank, thank you for having me. You bet. This is the Nashville 2 Podcast. 
with your host, Edward Fox.